Daily Rambam for Wednesday, Chav Tes Menachem of Erevish Chedesh Elul Tavshem Pei, fifth parak of Hilchas of Eidazara. So after yesterday, after through the course of one parak, we went through all the halachas of the Irani Dachas. So we're moving on today to the mitzvahs, the coming mitzvahs, the ones to come after. We're going to go through 11 mitzvahs today in Parakeh. Mitzvahs 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 are about the mesis, someone who's trying to get other individuals to do a Vedazara. Um, we'll see all of them later on. Mitzvahs 19, 20, 21, and 22 are about a Navi, someone who prophesizes in the name of Vedazara, or someone who lies about the, the Navi that he has. We'll see those as well. And in conclusion, we're going to have Mitzvah 23, which is about not swearing in the name of Vedazara. Now, regarding the Navi Shekhar, the truth is that the Ram already discussed this a bit towards the end of Yisaidi Atayra, which is where he uh, wanted to explain the whole concept of Nevoah uh, in a way which doesn't leave any room for other religions or a new false prophet that will try to change uh, Judaism. But here's the main actual place where the mitzvah is discussed according to the list of mitzvahs in the Mishnah Taira. And we're going to comment later, um, you know, if there's anything relevant from what we learned uh, earlier in Hilchus Yisaidi Atayra. So now we're going to start with Allah of Mesis. And towards the end of this section of the parak, he's going to bring all the mitzvahs actually in one shot. Here we start with the halacha. So, So, if someone tries to get another Jew, whether a man or a woman, to serve the Zara, they get skill of the mitzvahs. Even though neither of them actually served any worshipped any of the Zara, simply because he told them to. Um, so when we say man or woman, we mean that the person being targeted is, uh, is, is sorry, the person targeting, the mesis. The mesis is either an isha or an isha, and that's based on the psukim. That's based on the psukim in the parsha of mesis, which we had last week in parsha Surah as well, right before the parsha of Erenidachas. It says, So it says, if your brother, your son, your daughter, your relatives are trying to get you to do this, Etc. Etc. So that's why we're saying Benish Benisha doesn't matter who the Mesis is, it's uh they're still a Mesis and they get skill. Recruiter, yeah. And uh, like we said yesterday, the Chiddush was with the Madiach, even if the Madiach didn't serve the Zara as long as he got others to hear the Chiddush today is that even if neither of them, neither he, neither the Musas or the Mesis actually did anything, this is just a punishment for speaking, for just for the Attempting to recruit them as we talk. Uh, now the Nam continues. Ben Shai Hamesis Hadji, Ben Shai Navi, Ben Shai Hamusis Yachid, Isha Isha, Yachidim Yisasa Beskila. It doesn't matter who the Mesis is. Is he a simple guy, a Hadjit, or is he a Navi, some kind of important person? Now, the Rambam, um, you're ready and you say the Atayr, you saw that I'm always like to talk about Navim, Navim that are going on the, off on the wrong track and saying the wrong thing. So that I'm like to mention, but the Gemara also really discusses this. And the point being here with the Navi is, is that usually a Navi Shekhar, as we're going to see later, gets Chanak. But if the Navi Shekhar is specifically talking about Avedo Zaref, if he becomes a Mesus, then his punishment is actually Skila, like a Mesus, and not Chanak, like a Navi Shekhar. And it doesn't matter if the Musas is the person being told that Avedo Zaref is an individual, also Isha Isha, doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman, or it's one, or Yechidim, or one individual, or a number of individuals, as long as it doesn't become an Irani Dachas, you have a few individuals, that's a Mesus, Misasi Beskila, so that's, uh, that's what we're talking about. Now, to make a contrast back to the din of Madiach from, from yesterday, Allah Bez um, says, Once it goes beyond one individual, a few individuals, once it's the whole town, the whole city, then you're not, uh, you're not a Mesas, you're a Madiach. 
and the halacha might be a little different, uh, I guess. It depends if Madiach, uh, it's a kula, I guess, because then they, they have to serve a desire. Although, yeah. Lechera, he's a mesis before he's a Madiach. How does, how does that work? But there, there are a lot of a lot of questions and comments we can have on these early halachas. I'm going to try not to get too much into the weeds. So the Ram just says that up until this point, you're a mesis. Beyond that point, you're a Madiach. And he says, And again, back to the Navi. What if the Medeach is a Navi? So, uh, However, in such a situation, if it's actually a Navi, then actually it wouldn't have a din of Irnidach. The Navi will have a din of because he was going after a whole city. So he's a Medeach already. You could be a Medeach even without the Irnidachas becoming the ear becoming an Irnidachas. So he became a Mediach by going after this whole city, but the Hanidachim, the people there, they actually count as individuals. They don't count as a city because the rule is uh, that you need to have two. We said yesterday, Anoshem, you have to have two Medichim. So in a scenario where there's a Navi, so the Navi gets a Din Mediach and he gets Skila, the Mediach, and has a Navi Sheker. But since he's an individual, so therefore, it actually wouldn't be an Ernie Dachas technically. It doesn't matter if the Navi is saying it in the name of a Vedazar or he's saying it in the name of Hashem. He's, uh, as we, as we said, we're going to see later, these are the two types, the big two types of Navi Shakras, either in the name of Vedazar or in the name of Hashem. Now, it's interesting that he says here, if do, yesterday we said with Ernie Dachas that they have to say Nelech. And Nelech, part of Nelech is you're including yourself. And here he's not, so it seems like there's a special din for a Navi, perhaps, that he doesn't have to say Nelech. If he just says Ivdu, he would already be a Navi Shediach. Niskol. And if uh, if he got uh, most of the city, again, in this case, this, Niskol. So you got Skila, again, this seems a bit extra, and um, even if it wasn't a Rav, you would get Niskol. And there are a lot of discussions in Svarmanat, we're not getting into it, we're just going to take it at face value. Um, now he moves on to the language of a regular mesis. We said the language of a novi uh, who's a mediach or mesis, uh, but uh, now we're talking about the, the language of a regular mesis. A mesis shehesis pein b'lashin rab mein b'lashin yachar is in this call. Here you don't need to have a guest, you don't need to have that plural nelech. You could even say it in the singular and you'd still be a mesis and you would still get skila. Now that I'm going to bring uh, all f- five of the lashonis that we mentioned yesterday, and he's going to say each one in three ways. So, ketzor em lechaveri, evoid avedazara. As we said yesterday, Navid refers to the specific way you worship that specific particular idol according to the rules. So you could say either Avid or Eilach or Neilach Vanavid. I will go, I, I, I will serve, I will worship, I will go and worship, or let's go and worship. So all three, and the same for the other four uh, classic uh, ways of worshiping. All of these uh, will all be mesas. Interestingly, it does not mention the sixth, which is uh, to be Makabal Kaleya. Also, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I can't get into uh, whether that's Padafka or not Padafka. Just pointing it out. Um, so the last one he mentions is the Tabatha. He doesn't mention the one about just accepting it as a god without worshiping, which we said yesterday would count for a media, what we said the day before. It does count as a very desire. Here he doesn't mention just accepting it as a god. Now, even though the next line is printed at the end of Allah Bayes, it's really uh, the beginning of a new discussion that has to do with the witnesses, how, how we get the testimony in a case of a Mesis. So Hayes is the Shnayim. 
and this is the beginning of a few options. Hey, so the Shnayim, then it's going to continue. But what if not Lishnayim? So starts up. Hey, so the Shnayim. Let's say the Mesas actually spoke it in the presence of two people. So easy. They are his witnesses. So they can bring him straight to Basin, say that this is what he said, and then stone him. Easy. And there's no need, this is a special dinner of the Mesas. You do not need to give him a special warning and say, do you know what you're about to do? You're about to be over that very, you'll get this punishment. In the Rambam elsewhere, it seems like the, the assumption here is that a Mesas is not someone who's going on the record. The whole concept of a Mesas is someone who's trying to get people off the record. So the second you warn him, that's not even what a Mesas is anymore. There's a special mitzvah, a special halacha for someone who Dafka isn't formally saying, I'm doing an Avera. He's surreptitiously, uh, you know, he'll, he'll deny it if you confront him. But uh, that's Dafka, the kind of Mesas, uh, the kind of person the Kateri calls a Mesas. So that's why there isn't any proper Hasra here, because then there wouldn't be a Mesas. But as we'll see, there is a form of warning, as we're going to see. He does get a, like a chance, without, a, a, even though the warning isn't said explicitly. So that was Hesus Lashnaim. What if Omar Le'echad? What if instead of talking to two, he spoke to one? So now that one guy wants to get him in trouble, but he's not, he's not to aid him. He's not enough. So what should he do? Who am I like? I have friends. They're also interested. They also want to get on this. So Madam Olav, Adshi Yasabit Lashnaim. He has to trick him in this manner until he can actually say in front of two, Kadelo Hargai, simply in order to come, as we're going to see. Um, there's a mitzvah to kill the mesas, so this would be considered part of the mitzvah, that uh, you're actually going out, you don't just ignore it and go home and then pretend it didn't happen. Once uh, you get pulled into this, you actually have a mitzvah to, uh, as I'm going to say in the next case, it's going to say clearly mitzvah, that you have to come up with a way to trap him. What if the mesas is taka being uh, true to his type? He's not looking to say it in front of more than one person. He's really trying to keep it private. So then, that's what he says, mitzvah Achman So that's again, the mitzvah comes in. Here the Ram says explicitly, there's a mitzvah to hide Adam, to trap him with Adam in hiding. The Ram is very explicit. This is, we don't do this for any other uh, thing in the Torah. We don't uh, go out of our way to create a trap, to create a, a scenario, an entrapment. But here, this is part of the whole concept of mesis. Um, and the question is now, so how do we actually, how do we actually do this? So the guy, the, the individual who's being, uh, who's being recruited, so he brings two people, and he puts them in a dark place, so they can see the mesas, and hear what he's saying, but he won't see them. And then he tries to, uh, Get the Mesas to say it. He says, Can you repeat what you told me the other time? And if the Mesas doesn't find that suspicious, uh, so he repeats it again. And now here comes the, the, the form of a, the form of a warning. Now, why, why does he have to bring two people? Why can't he just bring one guy and they'll be together? Because the two of them apparently have to be together. So if he's here and that eight is in the darkness so that he wouldn't be able to count with each other. That's why he has to bring an additional two. Um, here comes the form of the warning. Uh, the person being told says, responds, how, how should we abandon our God in heaven and go and worship wooden stones? If the Mesas uh, takes it back, or he's quiet, he's potter. But if he doubles down and he says, this is our obligation, this is what we're meant to do, then, then the guys in hiding spring from their hiding place and they grab them to bring to Bastin and we have the, the skila, as we mentioned already in the that's the, the punishment, the skila for the mesas, as we mentioned in the beginning as well.
Right. I'm going to mention in a bit that there is another concept of Meridin Balaymal, and that's not what we're talking about over here. This is purely through based. It's just minus Asra. It's a bit different. But otherwise, it absolutely is through the normal channels of based and, and not not outside of that, not extrajudicial. Um, so um, it's interesting because in a very desire, regular very desire, we learn the day deep or it doesn't help. If you say uh, very desire, that's it. We got you. Here we're saying that uh, if he's chazer boy, then he's okay. So the, the point seems to be that that's all part of this kind of hasra. Hasra usually is an explicit warning. Here we can't give an explicit warning for the reason we explain. So we, part of what a warning is is a chance to to step back. So it's not a warning where they tell him clearly where we intend to report you, but it's a warning in the sense that he has a chance to take a step back. When we said that that changing your mind doesn't work, that's after Asra. In a normal case of our desire, that would be after the Asra, you were warned, and then you said it, then you don't get to take it back, and then you can't undo what you said. But here, there's no Asra yet. So the, him repeating himself and doubling down, that is after the Asra, then, then we can take him to base. Um, all right. Allah... Uh, Dalid. Now come the list of the mit- now comes the list of the mitzvahs, and he's going to bring all six in one halacha. I don't know if this is a record. It might be. She says mitzvah v'yad hamusos So first of all, it's a mitzvah for the person who was uh, who was spoken to to kill him. Shenamar yadcha tiyabay b'rishan alamisay. So we already quoted earlier the first pesukah. I'm going to talk about to describe the, uh, the the hasasa. So then come after that in the in the pesukah. I'm going to just read the pesukah quickly so we know what the pesukah we're talking about. It says don't listen, don't like him, don't be merciful. You should kill him. You should be first to kill him. Everyone else should join afterwards. So the Ram is starting from the second pasuk. So we say it's talking to the Musas himself. Your hand, you, you, you were targeted. The whole parsha is talking to you. What if your relative tells you this? So Yadcha, you, you should be the first. So the mitzvah for that person himself to kill him. This is not actually one of the mitzvahs that I'm listing in the beginning. Um, I think in general, though, we don't really list punishments as their own mitzvah. The, the Avera is the, the first thing around this is that you shouldn't be a mesis. And if you're a mesis, you get punished. And if you get punished, it's a mitzvah for the person to kill first. So that's actually not one of the uh, individual mitzvahs. And now we get to the list. Number one, or number 14, uh, it's also for the Musas to love the person, to, to feel love for him. And save us from Now it actually says that when you see someone you hate, you should still help him. Uh, means to help. So maybe you would help this one. The next word in the pasuk is don't listen to him. So that's mitzvah number fifteen to not abandon the hatred for even a second. You shouldn't stand by for your brother for your fellow's blood. Maybe uh, maybe you should treat this man the same. So that's the next line of the pasuk. You shouldn't be merciful. So that means you have to uh, you have to want to kill him. And you're not to say any nice things about him. The next words in the Pasuk of Sahmel, another form of mercy. And if you have evidence to get him convicted, you're not to keep it quiet. You're not to keep it yourself. You shouldn't cover it up. You shouldn't cover for him. So those are the five. The five things that uh, in the beginning, Raman listed as uh and now we actually get to the 
mitzvah before the mitzvah number 13, where's the Azhara though? For the hedges. The Navi is a different story, but for the hedges, the regular mesis, where's this Azhara? Because as we already learned, you always need to have a language in the Torah that says, don't do this. So here in this parsha, it just says it as a story. If this person were to do, where's the warning? So that we get from this parsha as well, from the end. Everyone else is going to see and not do it. So when it says they're not going to do it, so that's the you see, that's a loy, that's a that's a negative, that's the azhara. That's how we know that uh, you shouldn't um, that you shouldn't be a mesis, and that's where your punishment comes from. So someone pointed out that from here, from the mitzvah of the yachol, and the tamad lemur my love, is maybe a form of a riot to the idea in Tanya and Paraklamid Bays. It says there that even someone that will be terry is supposed to hate, you're also supposed to love him. So you see this idea here, because it says that uh, one of the mitzvahs here is Shaloi Lazif Sinasa, not to abandon the hatred, and it says that means that you shouldn't do Azib Tazivimai. Now, if Azib Tazivimai, Azib Tazivimai is for someone you're supposed to hate. Mitzvah is nice. That's what the Tanya's talking about. That's the, that's the mitzvah of Azib Tazib. If you were able to do Azib Tazib by fully hating him the entire time, then how would the Ram say over here that it's also to abandon the hatred for even a second? You can't do Azib Tazivimai. From the fact that Dafka by the Mesas, you can't abandon the hatred for a second. You can't do Azib Tazivimai. That proves that by a regular case of Azib Tazivimai, where you're supposed to hate the guy, but still you're supposed to do Azib Tazivimai, that's a proof that while you're hating him, you're also not hating him. You're also abandoning that hate a little bit. So that's where you see this concept that the, the hate, someone even the Torah says, mitzvah, the virus, whatever it is, there's still, Azib Tazib shows us that in a normal case, we also love him to some extent. And the Mesas is the exception that there's no room for any love on any level whatsoever. That's the mitzvah of hating the Mesas. Alright, halacha, hey, now to the din of someone who says to, to worship himself. Someone says, worship me, worship me. If they actually listen, then he gets skila as a Mesas. But if they ignored him, even if they said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, he doesn't get skill. Apparently, from the Gemara, it seems to be the reason is because it just seems like such a joke. It comes over as such a, comes across as such a joke. Even if they say yes, they're joking around with him. So that sort of undermines the whole act of Asasa. If it's taken as a joke, then you're not actually a Mesas. But in a normal case, where it was for something else, if the person says, yes, let's do it, even though they didn't actually do it yet, they actually both get skill. You shouldn't, you shouldn't want, you shouldn't love, you shouldn't listen. If he listened and he wanted to do it, even if he didn't actually do it, that's where the connotation of seva is as well, to want to do it. Now, here it sounds like he's saying that the, that the Muslim has to say yes. Earlier it sounded like he doesn't have to say yes. But uh, it could be here it's just because he's trying to say the Chiddush, that even if the Musas didn't actually do it, if the Musa says yes, that second they're already both uh, in trouble. But it could be if the Mesas, uh, the Musas didn't say yes, but he went ahead and, and he did it, uh, or or even without, or, you know, if he didn't do it. If he didn't do it, so the Musas would be okay, because he didn't do anything, he didn't say yes, he didn't do it. And the Mesas might still be Chayev, uh, before I should talk about this uh, discrepancy, whether you have to say Hin or not. Uh, before I continue to the next section of the uh, of the parak, which is about the Navi, so the point is another halacha in Hilchas Mamnim. It says over there that uh, if a father or a mother does an avera, it's supposed to get malchus, and you're the chazan, you're the one who stands in front of the dayanim, and you're supposed to do the hitting. You're not allowed to hit your parents, and if they need a cherem, you can't put them in cherem, and you can't do anything not nice to them in the name of base, and even if they deserve it, you can't. It's not your job. Someone else has to do it. 
That's for everything except Again, these psukim are not having any mercy, but that includes a child to his father. So someone brings a kasha from Vakiva Eger. How, how does it even work in a situation? Aren't Craven Pusilados? Here it sounds like uh, the, the son goes after his father. Even the examples in the psukim, really, it says, Bimcha, Pecha, your son, your daughter. Well, that's his question. doesn't say explicitly that Craven here are Kashilados. Maybe they are. Okay. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, this, this, there's a whole other concept of Muridin Vale Malin. That is, there's another whole din in Rambam. It mentions it in. Um, in Mamrim as well, I think later in Hilchos of Redazara, that someone who's a mitzidinly Yisrael, they're, they're undermining Judaism, they're, they're making people leave Yiddishkeit, not purely a Mesis, but just sort of undermining the whole community, so then you have, we didn't blame Malim, no Eidzim, no Dayanim, and you know, what if we get, when we get up to that Allah, we might discuss it, but that's not, that's a separate uh, category. Alright, so now to the next section of the paradigm about Misnabe in the name of Redazara, and he starts with that. Um, Mitzvah 19, I He says, the Vedazara told me, the, 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 the planet, the, the star told me that we should do this or we shouldn't do this. So not a Vedazara, because if he says specifically Vedazara, we just discussed that before, then he's a Mesis or a Midiach, but no, is for any other thing. So what do we do with them? Even if he literally didn't say, tell you to do anything wrong, he said to keep tired mitzvahs, basically. He just said in the name of Redazara, his to the baby fish if there was warning in front of two. So here there's a back to the normal dinner, and, and, and then he gets chenek, not skila. And, um, this is a pasuk in this expression of Hashem, and Chamishi, the parsha of Nevoah. Someone who speaks in the name of other gods, he should die, and Misa is Chanak. That's hard Shalai, but again, we need a warning. Where is the warning, the negative statement? Here just says, Ashayadav or Mace. Where's the warning? In the same passage we mentioned in Shemais yesterday, Vishem Elhim Achedem Leisaz Kiru, Leisham Al Picha, where he said yesterday, Leisham Al Picha teaches us not to be a Midiach. And Vishem Elhim Achedem Leisaz Kiru is a warning for the Navi not to prophesize the name of Avedazara. That was Mitzvah 19. Now Mitzvah 20, not to listen. But also, you should not get into an argument, a discussion with this guy. We don't even get to the step of asking him for a sign. You ask for a sign if the person's talking in Hashem's name. But if he's talking in the name why are you asking for a sign? If he did go ahead and make a sign, you can't pay attention, you can't think about whether it's true, whether it's not. If someone thinks it might be true, over Belaysas, that already is a prohibition. That's back from Parsha Sri A, the Parsha before the Mesis, the, the section before the Mesis, it talks about Nevoah as well. All this got mentioned earlier in the Sadiya Torah, both from A and from Shaftim. So you're not supposed to listen on any level, so that, that includes all the things that I'm just said about not acknowledging them in any way. Now for Mitzvah 21, what if it's in the name of Hashem? The false prophet gets chenek, even if it's in the name of Hashem. And he didn't, again, he didn't add anything to the Torah. He didn't take it away. This is uh, from Shaftim. Actually, just quoted a minute ago. So when you say that, Torah, the Ram spoke about mainly 
someone who is changing the Torah. So there the Ram said, if someone's trying to change the Torah, so then we automatically know he's a Navi Shakra. We have a whole Khajman that Maisha established what Torah is, and therefore anyone who comes and says otherwise is automatically a Navi Shakra. Here we're talking about someone who didn't say anything that's obviously a Shakra. He didn't, uh, the question is, how would we even catch such a person? If someone came and just gave a Hira in the name of Hashem, how would we catch him? If you have time, I'll mention later what it says in some Svarim. So this pasuk in Shaiftim says either Bishmi or Bishem Alehimachem. So earlier we mentioned it says Bishem Alehimachem, but um, but uh, or or Veshayidav Bishem Alehimachem or Meisanaviyahu. But here it also says Bishmi, so it covers both, either in the name of the Zar or in the name of Hashem. Now he adds an additional detail. So what we're talking about until now is someone who said something that he didn't actually hear. But what if you heard it? his friend is a Navi, and he heard what his, his friend the Navi said, and he just goes and claims, oh, Hashem told this to me. So this is actually literally something that Hashem actually said to someone, just not to him. So still, we say that he's still a false prophet, and he still gets chanak, doesn't matter if Hashem actually said it, as long as it wasn't to him, that itself is a lie. Now from Mitzvah number 22, not to be afraid. Someone who prevents himself from killing the Navi Shekhar because, wow, he's so special. He's going on the path of Nebuah, meaning that I'm describing the Sayyidah Taira, how a Navi would go on the path of Nebuah, and he would be, uh, he would seem legitimate. So even if the Navi seemed legitimate until now, he was Hailech Badarach and Nebuah, and now all of a sudden, what, we're going to kill him? Because suddenly he seems like he's saying something not true. I don't want to kill, no, that would be Leisah Shashanemar, the Zadain Dibroi Hanavi, Leisagamen, also here in Shaftim. The Nabi said it, the Zadain, if he maliciously said something that's not true, you can't be afraid. If you're afraid to come to Bastin to, to help convict him, or you're afraid of what the Nabi said, maybe, uh, maybe uh, you're afraid to start up with him, you're actually a bit uh, para, you know, paranoid, a bit superstitious. I knew the is also included in not being afraid. That has to be in front of a a full basin of 71. Now, to point out some interesting points here, since we have a few more minutes. First of all, Nagayas Mamanius, which is, um, on the, if you have a standard, uh, probably not this, but you have a standard print of the Rambam, so one of the first from Nagayas Mamanius, it's uh, from uh, Ashkenaz, from the time of Rishonim and Ashkenaz, um, from the one of the time I think of Madame Rottenberg. Uh, so he sort of quotes where, He's just, it's not really a Pirish on the Ram, he just quotes, quotes from Ashkenazi sources in relation to what the Ram is talking about. So over here, he quotes from Sefer Yerayim. Sefer Yerayim is a, a Sefer HaMitzvah from Eliezer ben Shmuel of Mitz, known as the Re'im. And by the Mitzvah of Navi Shekhar, he writes something very interesting. He says, Hilcha Chizar Adam, person should be careful. Afilu derech patchanus uschaik, even in a manner, a joking manner, from saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu kach v'kach. Sometimes people are joking. Uh, why are you doing this? Ah, Hashem told me to. Ha ha. You know, you don't think it's a serious thing. But he says, according to this, a Navi Shekhar is someone who says things in the name of Hashem that Hashem didn't tell him. So in that case, you're sort of doing that. You're sort of attributing things to Hashem. You're implying that Hashem told you something. Even if people will understand that it's a joke. I see people talk like this already hundreds and hundreds of years ago. People had this uh, kind of manner of talking. They don't realize the sin. So I'm writing it down. And there are others who are going to talk about what about other Lashayinists? What if you say, Adru HaKadosh, Adru HaKadosh tells me such and such. Would that be also a problem? The Raivin himself on the Rambam in certain places says, Oh, for he fear, Adru HaKadosh, replace me to the Shainu. 
the Rebbe does seem to be able to say about himself, uh, oh, I saw whether he meant it literally or not. Um, on the other hand, there's uh, someone said the opposite, sort of the other side of the coin, that if a, a total nobody shows up and says that he's a Navi, and it's clear that he's a Navi Shekhar, Love Dafka, we would count him as a Navi Shekhar, because he's not even in the ballpark, he's not even uh, a candidate for a Nevoa, if someone woke up today and said, I'm a Navi, Love Dafka, we would take it seriously. Minchas Chinuch says, if he's going on the path of Nevoah, you would believe him if he was saying the truth. So then, it's just a joke. And he's medayik from the Rambam, that the Rambam seems to be talking about people who you would believe. So if you, don't, if you wouldn't believe them in the first place, that doesn't make them a Navi Shekhar. And he says, I saw another sefer that says this, but he brings Hashem Gedolim, the Chol Adam Oser Leimar B'Shem Hakadosh Baruch Hu. On the other hand, what we said before that you shouldn't just go around saying things in the name of Hashem. You can't just take that as a, a hatter to say whatever. It's still a lot. The Isser Yesh would be an Isser, but it wouldn't be uh, actually Navi Shaker territory. It's just another form of Navi Shaker. It's also included on the level. You shouldn't speak that way. Not that it would be an actually not actual Navi Shaker. There's also a sicha from the Rebbe on Navi Shaker, and because the Chelik Tess Shaved them all of Hananya Ben Azur. Chanan ibn Azar is Yirmiyahu's nemesis. He was, uh, whatever Yirmiyahu said, he said the opposite in the name of Hashem. And the Tanya, Chanan ibn Azar is mentioned as a case of Misa B'day Shemayim, someone who died. The question is, how does Tanya know that it was Misa B'day Shemayim? Maybe it was meant to be Misa B'day Adam. Really, he was supposed to be killed by people here. And it says in Chazal that if the basin doesn't do it, then Hashem brings about that it happens. That's different than Misa B'day Shemayim. So the Rebbe says, the way we know this is because Hanani Manaza says it's going to happen in two years. So for the entire two years, until it actually happened or didn't happen, he wasn't a Navi Shekhar. So, uh, which was really what Yirmiya said. Yirmiya said, oh, in two years, we're going to know who told the truth. So, and apparently Hanani Manaza died in the middle. So that means he wasn't Chayav yet Misir Adam because he never was a Lachakli Navi Shekhar because he was never actually caught saying a lie. It would take two years to catch him saying a lie. But he still died then. So that's proof that it was Misir B'day Shemayim that he was killed in Hashem. And Shemayim, of course, they know he's a Navi Shekhar right away. So that's what the discusses there in that, uh, and, and that's the question of how do we even know? So if it's, if he says like, something in the future, so we can catch him like that. If he says something against the Torah, we can catch him like that. What if he says something not against the Torah? So the Minchas Chinuch also talks about this. He says that, uh, even by Asidus, how would we give him Asra? If he says something about the future, how do we give him Asra? We don't, what are we warning him about? Usually you give Asra when you know that someone's doing something wrong. He don't know if he's doing something wrong. So he says, either the Nevi'im warn him, the Nevi'im themselves, that's a Yirmiya, he knew Hanan Manasseh is lying, so he can give Hanan Manasseh true Hasra, got another Navi, both give him Hasra and say, we know you're lying, stop it now. Even if everyone else is going to have to wait longer. Uh, he says, or others could be, give Hasra as a Suffolk. A Suffolk Hasra would count as a Suffolk. You're not sure whether someone's doing an Avera, you can say, yeah, I think you might be doing an Avera, giving you Suffolk Hasra. So I guess that would also work if he literally didn't uh, say Asidus or something against the Torah, then I guess also you'd even defeat him or uh, somehow, anyone can warn him and if you ever figure it out, then he's an Abishaka. Okay, now for the last section of the uh, Padak, someone who swears the name of the Zara. Let's see, number 23. Like if he's promised to swear in the name of the Zara, you got Malka, Shanam, Vashem, Lim, Achenim, Lisaskiru, you should not mention the name of other gods, that same possibility. Whether you're swearing to yourself or even if you're swearing to the guy, you feel like, ah, the guy's going to relate more if I swear in his name, God, in the name of his God. No. Neither can you make the guy swear by his belief to you. And you shouldn't even mention it without a swear, without swearing, not an oath, it shouldn't be mentioned whatsoever. 
now, what about Christianity nowadays? Uh, so also the name has to be a name that implies that it's a god but if it's just let's say the guy's name is John and then John became a god and now we call the, we call the god John so then John's not an actual godly name it's just his nickname it's a shame they turn him into a god so the name itself doesn't connote any godliness and it wasn't given him special so it would be okay he brings a riot because in, uh, in, Chaz- in Chazal they do mention different uh, holidays and seemingly maybe you shouldn't say those names but this is the shame of Yaitis that the words the names of the holidays don't mean anything and he says where it says Yeshu's name explicitly if it was a problem they wouldn't say his name they have to say something else you don't get more of a Goyesha God than that so, uh, but that's just, just, that just seems to be regarding saying it, or maybe if a guy can swear, it's not clear. I don't think he would say that a yid can swear in, in the name of Yashka. Uh, shouldn't tell someone, wait for me next to this Avedizara. But if the Avedizara is written in the Psukim, um, Point out something. Uh, point out something interesting. That uh, if you look in Tanakh, there are a bunch of people who have the name Baal in their name. Now Baal is the name of Redazar. There's a concept of a theophoric name. It's people that had names of gods. So you, you have a lot of Kevavke, Kevavs in people's names. Yud K or Aleph Lamed. But you have a bunch of people with the name Baal, and you find that sometimes in certain places in Tanakh they actually change the name. So let's say Mephibosheth. I've not heard of Mephibosheth, but uh, why would someone have the name Boshes in his name? So apparently his name was really Mephibal, and Tanakh itself didn't want to call him uh, Mephibal, so it changed his name to Mephibashas. Yerubal, one of the Shaftim is Yerubal, and Sefer Shaftim is called Yerubal. Look in Sefer Shmuel, he's called Yerubashas. Sefer Shmuel didn't want to call him by his name. Clearly, at some point, Baal was considered interchangeable with Hashem's name. It was okay to give a name like that, but then at some point, it uh, became associated with the Reh Zara. so you could still say the name Baal, it's one of the names in the Torah, but it's interesting to see how uh, certain names are changed uh, to avoid saying uh, saying the the word, uh, but of course, if we just said Pa'ar, Bel, Navoy, God, just to say the name of Redazar in the context of Redazar, it's not a problem. The terrorist says it. There's also an interesting sicha, which is one more minute. The Balak Aleph. There's a whole sicha about why Balak is called Parshas Balak. It's not such a nice name. He touches on this whole topic and he brings us to the question of Baal Tzafayin. We just said that you're not supposed to say, "I'll wait for you by this of Redazar," but in the pasuk itself, it says that the Eden were across from Baal Tzafayin. And Taisvis asked somewhere, uh, how could the Torah do it? And Ursamech over here, one of the Achreinim from, from Lithuania says, what's the problem? We just said, whatever it says in the Torah, you're allowed to say. But from here, it seems that even if the Torah says it, you still wouldn't be allowed to use it in a sentence. So it's still a kasha on the Torah. Even the Torah mentioned Baal Even if you're allowed to say Baal it would still be a question. How did the Torah itself still say the Yidden were across from Baal Tzafayin? That would be a good reason for it. Let's just finish. You shouldn't cause others to, to, to do anything in the name of Baal You only get Malchus if you actually uh, swear, you do things like that in its name.